now. More of the greatest hits and the best of today. This is Bright Radio. chilling in the cafe, we'll be accompanying you with our analysis of the best of Bryanston and world sport. And tonight we've got a super duper jam-packed show. During our Bryanston sports section we'll be discussing a super Saturday block fixture versus Sherborne, focusing on two big wins for the girl, the boys under 14 A's and the girls first 11. Then our world sports section will be broadening our perspective to talk about Six Nations rugby and world cricket. And we'd love you, our listeners, to get involved. You can do this throughout the show by texting us on double six triple seven, quoting the word Bry, dropping us a message on Instagram, or even calling in on zero triple three triple five two triple five. But that's enough from me. Let me introduce you to our incredible first team of pundits, representing our team of the week, the boys under 14 A footballers. And actually, just before I introduce them, uh, I should say welcome to my producer, Hugh, who's here as ever. He'll be talking some cricket and rugby later. And also, um, conveniently, the coach of said team and a regular pundit on the show, uh, Mr. Morris. Welcome to the show, Mr. Morris. Thank you very much for having me. Are you very excited to be talking about your, your football team tonight? Yeah, of course. Um, new new to the role, only a couple of weeks in, taking over from um, another member of staff. So, uh, yeah, it's been exciting. OK, and let's introduce our first team of pundits. So up first, we've got Louis. Welcome to the show, Louis. Thank you for having me. Uh, is this your first time on Bry Radio? Uh, it's my second. I've done the ECA before. Your second, you've done the ECA before. We've got Cass as well. Welcome to the show, Cass. Hello, thanks for having me too. No, not at all. Uh, and we've got George. Welcome yeah. to the show, George. Hello. And also Jad. So we got we got... Oh, yeah. Hey, Jad, good evening. So four key players from the under-14As. So, boys, um, just before we begin and start talking a bit about the season, can you just tell us a little bit about yourselves in terms of as footballers, basically? Uh, you know, where your experience of the game comes from, what position you play this season? Starting with you, Louis, perhaps? All right, so um, I'm, a, I'm a midfielder. Yeah. I, was, um, I grew up in Asia, so I, I played in and around Asia. Yeah. Um, pretty much played all around the pitch. Nice. So I've, I've had a lot of exposure since I was young. Um, and where are you playing particularly this season? Uh, this season I've, I've played a lot set in centrally, so okay. centre midfield. Okay. Uh, and I feel like I've really started to nail down where, where I like to play. Fantastic, uh, fantastic. Cass, what about you? Where, what, what position do you play? Um, I started off the season at right wing and then through time I moved to right back. Um, I've been playing football all my life since I was a kid at my old school, Hampton. Um, and I'm really enjoying my new position. Nice, great. And George? Um, yeah, so I started off as right back, but I've sort of pushed into centre back. Okay. And I've been playing like cast all my life at my old school, mostly not really out of school. But yeah. Oh, fantastic. And finally, Jad. Um, I played a striker at the start of the season. Okay. But now I'm play- recently just started playing right wing. Okay. Um, I prefer it a lot more. Um, yeah, and I played football my old my whole life basically, and grew up in Dubai. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Fantastic. And Mr. Morris, what about your footballing backstory? It's not, you know, you're a man of many sporting talents, and football's sort of there, isn't it? But yeah, it's sort of there. I played um, up until I came to Bryanston, yeah. um, and always been yeah. an extremely passionate football fan, yeah. and um, it's the sport I follow the most. Yeah. Um, 
outside of my job. So uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. been been really nice. Yeah, no, and you've got. I've seen you've had a great bunch of boys to work with. So, uh, boys, I'll come to you first, Louis. Just we'll, we'll we'll get to the big game this Saturday first of all. But what have been your what what have been your kind of impression of your year group of football so far this season? It looks like you've had a pretty good season. Like you know, some good wins, some good loss, uh, some tough losses, and a couple of uh, interesting draws in there. Have you been happy overall with how it's gone so far and how the group's going? Oh well, yeah, I think I think we have a brilliant side. Um, I think we all of us are technically really really good. I yeah. Think, you know, it's the first time a lot of us have played football together. Yeah. So obviously, you know, it's not it's not all going to go right first time. But mm-hmm. I think in the five five years we're going to be here, we're going to grow a lot as a team. I think we can become a really really good team. Okay, absolutely. I mean, just picking a few out. I mean, it might seem like quite a long time ago. But, for example, how did you guys feel after the opening win of the season, the 10-4 win against Champion Sports, Cass? Do you remember much of that? Yeah, I think I think that was a great match. You know, we were playing not, not far from here, only about, like, yeah. a minute down the road um, uh, at a different pitch. Um, yeah. It was like a plastic pitch. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was a good pitch. Blanford um, 3G, wasn't it? Yeah, or? and it, it was a really great start to the season. We were playing, we were playing a side um, who we, we'd never, we don't know before. They're called Champions. Yeah. And I think the final score was 10 Ten four, yeah. Ten four. Yeah, it, it was a great start of the season, and yeah, I'd say there's a lot of potential for, in the you, future. Yeah, fantastic. And and what about these draws, boys, against Priestlands and Paul Grammar? Do you remember much of them? Like high scoring, three three, two two draws. Um. Yeah. So our three three draw, I thought that was a really good game. We were at home on first the home on, game. Yeah, first, first home game. We were on the first team pitch, or we were, at least it was the old first team pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a really good game. We that was definitely one of our first games where we started to look, sort of learn how to play together. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, things just got better from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jad, anything to add to that? Um, I don't really remember the other. Yeah. We just played. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Um, it was on a pretty bad pitch. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, guys, getting to the the big fixture, really, which was, you know, one of our big local rivals. You talk about Canford. These guys are up there as well. Sherbourne um, uh, playing them away from home. And these guys got what sounds like a fantastic 3-1 victory. Um, Mr. Morris, before I come to the boys, do you you have anything to say in general about Um, it? Well, it's the the best performance I've seen out of them. I think I've watched uh, them play three games now. and first half, it was a pretty even game. Um, we were one them down at half time, um, and we switched things around a little bit in the second half. Um, and we played some really, really good football in the second half, scoring three goals um, and completely sort of battering Sherborne away from home um, mm. and fully like rattling their team as well, which was always pleasing to see. Um, Sherborne losing their heads away from home, so mm. it's a really good day out. Mm. Louis, how did you? What did you take away from the game? Did you enjoy yourself on the pitch? Oh yeah, I, I thought it was a brilliant game. You know, yeah. Um, Obviously, one nil down at half time, but okay. you know, we didn't we didn't panic. Yeah, we knew that there was we were only halfway through. Um, but I think our second half performance was really really good. Mm. We mm. we played really good football. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I think obviously the uh, the tactical changes at half time were yeah. pretty much perfect. Do you want to tell us a bit about those tactical changes? So, um, I me and Tom were playing CDM. Yeah. For the first half. Uh, and Giles as an attacking midfielder. Yeah. So me and Giles switched. Yeah. Um, I think Giles played really well because he could handle their physicality. Yeah, yeah, really, okay. really well. And um, I think I played a lot better 
Freedom. Nice. Well, that's good to hear. And who scored the goals, chaps? Am I right that Zakora got a couple and someone? Zakora too. Yeah. Jack, 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 yeah, Jack, claimed, Jack claims the goal. Jack Zikora. claims the goal. There was a bit of a mess on the goal so line. Jack, yeah. Jack potentially goal. won. So Zakora won. And who scored? Theo. Theo scored the other one. And boys, what about the defence? I mean, so we scored three goals, but probably quite a good performance to only concede one. Am I right? Or yeah, I think I think the first goal that we conceded, we 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 were fresh off the bus kind of, and um, yeah. we we just lost our heads. I think we weren't switched on. Yeah, we weren't switched on. But then from there, we we were really good in defence. I think they had their three up front players were huge, and they were really physical. And I think we handled them brilliantly. And towards the end, we just controlled the game so well. Mm. We we really kept possession the whole time, mm. and just you know we we seed out the win. Nice. Um, yeah, defence was really strong. It was nice. Great, it was great and what about Otto in goal? Did he have to make too many saves or? Yeah, um, he made a few. Yeah. yeah, he got the ball quite a lot, but it wasn't anything that was like too dangerous. Yeah. So we sort of had it covered. They yeah. weren't like dangerous shots that would have gone top right or something. It was sort of just them attempting to test the keeper. And, yeah. and some of the goals led from his goal kicks. You know, he kind of he played a long ball out of his hands um, into their half, and I think one of the kicks led to one of our goals yeah I've seen him I've seen him play and I have to say like for a schoolboy goalkeeper he's got a pretty impressive pair of feet to be honest I've seen him kind of play around a bit in his box (laughs) which is yeah a bit of Edison there perhaps he is nicknamed Edison by Mr Foster oh well that's that's a good that's because because he plays outfield as well so he's used to being able to like dribble and just play normally so sometimes he sort of just does that well that is the modern game well boys congratulations on that that's a great win to get against local rivals so you've got a big run of fixtures coming up though I see you've got this week you've got Gillingham then uh, Gillingham then then Winchester College then Millfield uh, and then to conclude the season the Blamford School what are we hoping for out of these fixtures boys Wait, four wins? I hope so, I hope so. Um, I think Gillingham may have pulled out. Yeah, Gillingham is oh, off due, sorry, to, te- due to teacher strikes. There you go, uh, listeners. If you're planning <laughs> to show up uh, at 2.30 on Thursday to watch the under-14As be Gillingham, that is not happening. Um, but boys, I mean, one name does loom quite large there, does stick out a bit, Millfield. Um, how we feel going into that game, given their reputation? Pretty confident, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're playing their first team. We're playing their B's. Bees, I'm not yeah. sure who but we're playing. I, They'll be good. I believe we're playing their bees, and yeah. I have a close friend that's in their team, and he said they're not they're not like anywhere near as strong as their proper A team. Okay. So hopefully we can try and get a win there. Okay. Well, that that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Well, chaps, I can see our next guests are about to come into the studio. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining the show. Um, all our listeners, I'm sure, wish the under-14As the best of the luck uh, with the rest of the season. And thank you very much. We're going to play a quick bit of David Bowie while our next two guests come on. And they're going to be talking uh, girls' first 11 football. Be back in five minutes, people. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair But her mummy is yelling no her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a saddening bore For she 
A warm welcome back to Bry Radio. The time is 8.30 and we are talking sport on a Monday night. Um, I've just been joined by two uh, pundits representing the girls' first seven. I'll be introducing them in a second. But first, let's hear from a key figure currently in Bryanston girls' uh, football coaching, external coach Mickey Clayton, who was at the game on Saturday uh, and had some words to say um, about the team's performance. Let's hear from Mickey. So I'm very lucky to be joined down at the sports pitches on a very chilly Monday afternoon by uh, external football coach, uh, Mickey Clayton. Mickey, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Um, So, uh, Mickey, just first of all, can you just tell the listeners what your sort of background in football is, a little bit about your coaching journey to get here, basically? Mm, Okay. I started football as a child, as as many, many do. I was fortunate enough to be picked up uh, by a local scout at the time at Swindon Town. Um, well, I spent a few years at their academy. Um, 
literally played in an array of matches from grassroots matches and other matches. We played Birmingham City, Aston Villa, Millwall, Tottenham, Arsenal, etc. Uh, all of which were very, very educational looking back. Um, and literally now looking at the current game, it's totally changed from where it was way, way back when I was um, uh, playing in that academy environment. I went from there, uh, managed to get myself onto a uh, youth training scheme, a YTS semi-professional uh, apprenticeship at Yeovil Town Football Club. Um, that was on 1987 to 91, uh, where I played f for Yeovil. Um, and also had opportunities as well that I was loaned out at Millwall, back mm. up to Swindon Town with mm. the infamous Lou Macari mm. and John King. Mm. Um, and then uh, subsequently I, I had a heart operation. Okay. Um, and that really did sort of uh, put a stop to my playing time. Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of, upon my recovery and rehab, you know, rehab um, sort of ventured out into the coaching world. Well, that's fantastic to hear. So would you just mind telling me a little bit about where you're coaching at the moment? Obviously, Bryson being one, but I understand you're busy across football in Dorset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I've had a very privileged position of being the, the head of the pre-academy mm. and foundation lead at AFC Bournemouth Academy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I've also worked at Southampton within their community uh, environments and at Yeovil Town. Um, and now, subsequently, we've set up our own private academy, which is Pathway Development Centre, PDC Academy, uh, where we offer and invite players in from six-year-olds up to 15-year-olds into coming to train with our, our experienced coaches. Mm. Um, they come in and train twice a week, and there's a full-time games programme incorporated into mm. that as well. Um, and that game programme is on a Saturday morning as well. So a fantastic coaching pedigree, I'm sure our listeners will agree. Uh, and so you've recently joined the sort of Bryanson setup. Mm. What have you made of football at Bryanson since joining here, Mickey? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's early days. It's yeah. early days. Again, it's another privileged position to be here. The, 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 I feel that the players are very enthusiastic. They have a desire and a real positive work rate ethics. Um, <clears throat> made feel very, very welcome. Fantastic. I think each and every player yeah. wants to learn. Yeah. Um, and, and I just see vast improvements since my time being here. Mm. Um, I started at the beginning of last season. Yeah. So it's probably about 18 months in total now. Yeah. Um, and I just see the whole programme developing. Yeah. And they're in very, very good hands as well um, with, the, with your head of football, yeah. uh, Mark, who's doing an exceptionally good job. Yeah, and this season you've been quite heavily involved in uh, girls' football here. <laughs> yeah. What have you made of that? Again, this was a first for me. So first and foremost, thank you to the, the ladies, yeah. or we call them the Brianesses, the Brianesses nickname, exactly, yeah. um, for, for allowing me to, to coach them. Yeah. Um, and, and they've improved so much. Mm. Oh, they've improved, proved so much. And I can, I can only bounce off the game that we played last Saturday against Sherbourne Girls, yeah. um, <clears throat> where we actually got our, got our win. Mm -hmm. But it's not just about the winning and the losing, it's just how we're playing and, and the philosophy that we're yeah. introducing. Yeah. And I felt the girls had, have embraced that philosophy really well, working yeah. hard as a team, yeah. in possession and out of possession. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of believe and trust in each other as well. So we, yeah. that, that, those girls are a special bunch. Yeah. And I think the yet is best to come from them. That's fantastic to hear. Just finally on the game on Saturday, mm. what were the sort of highlights on the pitch in terms of, from a coaching perspective, what were you so happy 
fantasy. I was really, I, 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 <clears throat> I did say to the girls that the opposition will probably want to play most of the game down the middle. Yeah. I said, knowing that, it's going to be a bit congested, a bit yeah. clogged up. Let's be a bit positive. Let's try and get the ball out to the wide players yeah. and, and exploit the channels and sort of attack their areas. And I just wanted them to be a little bit sort of um, clinical and aggressive in the final third and think positive about getting goals, mm. get goals. Mm. Um, and they, they um, stuck to the game plan, hence they were awarded with a win. Mm. Um, so the highlight really was that they took on board the instructions well. Um, and, and like I said, they were awarded with that win. So couldn't ask for more. Well, thank you very much, Mickey Clayton, for those very interesting words on your footballing career and also Brighton football. Thank you very much indeed, Mickey. Uh, and I'm joined in the studio by two uh, senior players within uh, the uh, First Eleven Football. I've got Minna and Jasmine with me. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hi. Hello. Is this, uh, are you regulars on Bry Radio or is this uh, a new thing for you? This is my second time. Second time? Ever. This is my first time. Oh, well, there we go, Minna. In your final year, you finally made made the airwaves. <laughs> made um, the cut. <laughs> the, yeah, made the cut, exactly. Um, so, uh, first of all, um, uh, people, uh, Minna, coming to you, actually, um, what's your experience in football uh, before this season? Have you played it much before? Um, so, we played, a lot of the girls played last year. Yeah. Last turn, that was the first time we played. Um, last year, I'd say the season was pretty rough. Yeah. Our first match being against Mount Kelly. Yeah. Who were a Chelsea Foundation team. Yeah. They beat us twenty-eight nil. We had to switch goalies. It's pretty embarrassing, but we've come back. We made a comeback. So. Well, wasn't that game away from home as well? And that's yeah. quite a long. I mean, Mount Kelly, for those who don't know, is uh, basically in Dartmoor. So uh, quite a journey for our fledgling uh, girls uh, first eleven team. Um, and and Jasmine, I mean, I said you're a senior player because you're an A two, but I mean, how much experience have you had as a footballer? Yeah, senior is a bit of an overstatement. Maybe I played last year. Yeah, but I was never picked for a match. Yeah, so I played as in I went to the training sessions and yeah. had a lot of fun, kicked the ball around. But this year has been a lot better. I've played. Three matches, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I've just since been promoted to goalie, which is exciting. Mm, and we will talk yeah. about that in yeah. a second. Um, so, girls, but what made you choose football then? Is netball something you've never really been that interested in or just want to try something different? Yeah, I think netball hasn't really been very appealing. Oh, very appealing and also cross country. Yeah. And then like football seemed quite fun. You get to be in the mud, kick around a ball. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, women's football is is going big now. I mean, like the Brianette, the Bri- I said the Brianesses, the Lionesses, <laughs> uh, last summer, of course, uh, winning the European Championships, uh, which is uh, something, a good precedent uh, to follow. Let's talk then about the Brianesses, which is... Mickey uh, called you as a sort of nickname the team uh, has acquired. Um, first of all, talk about let's talk about the coaching setup. How is it working under Miss Andrews uh, and on match days, uh, Mr. Clayton? Yeah, it's been so fun. They yeah. bring such a fun like energy, good, like, good vibes, good. Yeah. And they also expect quite a lot, That's which good. is good because it's it's kind of horrible playing a sport, especially when you're playing a sport at school in it. And everybody can tell that it's actually not that important. But they really want us to commit. And as such, everybody tries their hardest. Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? When you're offering a different core sport, what you don't want it to become is like the option as the sort of, Mm. I can't, I don't really want to try at netball. So instead, I'm going to just show up and kick football around. Mm. And and I really um, respect the fact that Miss Andrews has always taken that line with it. And that if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. 
um, properly. Um, so in terms of, uh, well, actually, let's talk a bit about your roles on the pitch. So, um, Minna, am I right? You're a defender? Yeah, defence. Yeah. And, and what got you to do that? Was it just where you played in hockey or...? or? Um, no, so in hockey, I played midfield okay. and centre mid. Yeah. But then I guess Miss Andrews was just, I'm quite aggressive. Okay, so that's, yeah, no, that's good. It's good to have a bit yeah. of tenacity in defence. I quite like to get the elbows out, so... Yeah, right there. and you're playing with uh, good old Rom as well. And in, in, she's another centre-back, isn't she? Or yeah. A, yeah, so quite a formidable... Uh, formidable defense and Jasmine you are you are the new goalkeeper mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well I mean the number one I'll be honest the only reason why I'm goalkeeper and this is the truth is because on our match the other day when I was playing for the seconds we went to Sherburn the only kit that was left was the goalie kit <laughs> the yellow literally the, I turned the, up on the, the bus ge- is and what, I, yeah I oh know is it green or it's green, green. with green. yellow stripes the when green I said to yellow... Miss Andrews I was like yeah it's only the goalie kit she was like great you can be goalie then perfect perfect <laughs> well I mean and but how have you found it? I mean, because it's obviously not the it's not the easiest position to adapt to. There are yeah. some rules one has to learn as well before uh, getting into it. How, how's it been so far? Well, last Thursday I had a session with Mister Digby. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I'm getting used to the just sort of chucking yourself on the ground. Yeah. That's the hardest bit about it is just knowing that you kind of have to commit. As Lily on our team, a girl in B, was saying, you just have to commit. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, throw yeah. yourself yeah. on the ground. And you, it actually doesn't hurt as much as you think it will. So, yeah, yeah just got to get acclimatised. But it's much better now. When I, I played for the seconds at another match, it was quite terrifying. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I had never done it before. But this match, because the defenders were so strong, mm. I could, like, watch and get my bearings a bit. And then mm. also because of Lily, who was basically mm. telling me exactly what to do, it was much better. Yeah, so Lily, she's played a bit in goal before, yeah. but she's a very good outfield she's player so as well, great. right? So, she's so good. Yeah, so probably worth keeping her keeping her outfield. Mm. Um, okay, so Minna, you might be better placed to comment on this then. In terms of the two games before the one on Saturday, you ha- you've had some two, like, decent... Two, I mean, two losses, but against decent teams, am I yeah. right? Where there have been some good positives to take out. I remember going away to Kings of Wessex Academy um, with you guys and Miss Andrews saying it was a really good performance. You were leading 1-0 at half-time, oh, but yeah. they just came back into it. Yeah. Oh, through Ch- Cheddar Gorge, basically. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it was more about, like, confidence. Yeah. Because it's quite hard to, like, switch your brain from, like, a lot of us are hockey players. Yeah. And, like, it's not very much, like, contact. It's not as aggressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, switching to, like, mm. football, which we're all, like, not as good at. Mm-hmm. And it was just about, like, building up that confidence. But now we're all, like, in the swing of it. We've yeah. Got, like, the mental back to play some football. Yeah. yeah. And presumably, just on that, presumably, like, hockey and football, obviously, they're, one's a hand-ice but one's, like, a foot sport or whatever the term is. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, presumably, positionally, there is some crossover and time type of sort of movement off the ball and on the ball and stuff. Is Have you yeah. found that? No, definitely. I find it, like, it's you can see it on the pitch when we're playing. Like, we all know where to be. Yeah. But, like, obviously for me, I'm speaking personally, like, I just don't quite have, like, the skill or the finesse to, like, yeah. kick it or, like, bring it up. Mm. Yeah. yeah do, do either of you watch any football? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because that is obviously really helpful. I mean, and it's what I've, because I coach the under 15 A's, it's what I've tr- really tried to get my girls to do, actually just watch games and learn learn what happens. Okay, so let's get to um, the big fixture on Saturday versus Sherbourne Girls at home. Um, while the, well, well, let's compare it against the boys. The boys had a very, put in a very good performance, but lost 5 3, whereas our girls' first 11 uh, got a fantastic 4 uh, 1 victory. Woo! Uh, how did you feel about that, girls? 
Brilliant. So happy. So happy. <laughs> yeah, with Mickey and, uh, yeah, Mr. Clayton. Yeah, we, <laughs> Mr. Clayton and Miss Andrews were, after the match, they were so complimentary and mm. just so lovely. They were just being like, yeah, you've improved so much and mm. real, yeah, it was such a nice feeling. Yeah, what were some highlights? Do you remember who scored the goals? Paulina. Paulina, Bells, okay. Bells. Bells. Hero. Yeah. Okay. And maybe someone scored it twice. Bells yeah, scored it twice. I think Bells might have scored Bells, twice. Maybe, maybe Bells maybe got Emily? two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Emily was the was the fourth one. And it's quite nice, isn't it, in your team? You've got quite a mixture of... You've got quite a few Bs, haven't you? A few A3s yeah. and a few A2s, which is probably quite good for moving forward, right? Yeah, definitely. And, like, all the younger years who aren't in A2 are really good. Mm. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw. I've I've heard very good things about Hero as a footballer. Yeah, yeah. Did she impress on? She's yeah, insane. she's just insane. A- and Lily as well. Yeah, is yeah. She, she's a, is she in B or A three? Yeah, Lily's in B as well. Yeah, and so so it's good. good potentially very good things for Bryanston uh, girls football uh, moving forward. Any other players you feel particularly deserve a shout out for their performance on Saturday? I mean. Emily Joy. Yeah. Yeah, Emily. Emily yeah, is just a machine. Yeah, that's good. Always. That's good. <laughs> in anything she does. That's good. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have a good work rate in football. And and uh, um, Jasmine, you said that Minna, Minna and the rest of the defenders were yeah. very good as well. Yeah, the, it was Minna, Ella and Rom working together were like an incredible team. Yeah, oh, that's great. great to hear. That's fantastic. Good. Good. There's clearly a very good team spirit within this, within this senior girls team. Okay, and then moving forward, we've got... Um, Millfield, by the looks of things, on on Saturday, um, is that a fixture you girls are looking forward to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite nervous. Yeah, they'll be good, I imagine. Yeah. But um, but exciting anyway. Mm. Yeah, Which Saturday is that? Next, is that next Saturday? Uh, I think it's this Saturday. Yeah, the yeah. 28 days of February. Yeah, it's this Saturday, and it's an away trip as well. So quite well, it'd be nice, a nice day out. Um, and then to well, I think there might be a, maybe a, a one more fixture thrown in there. But according to um, the, the 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 calendar, finally you conclude the season with another game against Sherbourne Girls um, away from from home. So hoping for another big win against them. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, and so girls. I mean, what about like? Because obviously you're 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 going to be leaving the school this year. I mean, are you happy that you've chosen football as a sport in the spring term? Yeah, hundred percent. It's such like a fun sport. Like it's not serious. Yeah. As in, like everyone has a laugh, and it's not like regimented, like strict. Like it doesn't matter if we lose. Yeah. But then everyone comes with like such good energy. Everyone yeah. Wants to try hard and actually like play. Yeah. And have a good game. Yeah. And it's nice, isn't it? It's just nice to have another option. You know, netball's a fantastic sport. And we talk about netball a lot on this show, but I mean, it's not going to be for everyone. You know, mm. football's such a big sport and women's football is growing so quickly that it makes sense to, to, to be doing it right. Mm. Okay, so that probably concludes our chat about football. I'm just going to segue briefly because both these girls were heavily involved um, uh, both on and off the pitch um, if for the, um, the uh, one, well, well, to explain that, one was cheerleading, one was playing and cheerleading um, for the uh, uh, Badgers versus Bears annual charity hockey match. Uh, <laughs> girls, what was that experience like? I mean, obviously, is it in A2s? As A 2s charities weekend is a is a big one. I know Jasmine, you're you're heavily involved in all of that. Was it? Did it live up to expectation? Was it a fun afternoon? I mean, I was down there and could certainly say it was, <laughs> yeah. it was great fun. <laughs> Mr. Morris was reffing. Yeah. Yeah, it was loads of fun. I don't think it was quite intense for me. Yeah. yeah. Probably didn't need to do both. Yeah. But I was happy I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was fun. Like I was quite nervous to start with, 
because it's like this boy is huge. Yeah, have, so like, weapons mm. in their hands. <laughs> so to explain, this is the, as a, from a coach's perspective, this is a bit of a a scary game in that it's the boys rugby. The rugby boys, basically, versus the hockey girls, effectively. Uh, um, but, you know, with good referees, it's the kind of game that for charity can be well managed. Um, mm. and, and, and it looked like it was a really well-matched game. Yeah, yeah, it was it really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think compared to like last year's, we actually were quite like decent yeah. rugby match. Yeah, and and I mean the boys rugby team actually had quite a few hockey players in themselves. So yeah. it wasn't yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, Henry yeah. and Dom and Stan. I think is even quite a good, mm-hmm. quite a good uh, rugby player as well. Um, Jasmine, what about the whole match experience? I mean, like in terms of training for the cheerleading performance and stuff, how much work? How much work do you put into that? Well, obviously, Mina choreographed cheerleading, of course. And so we had quite an intensive sort of week and a half before, because all of us, everybody who's involved in it, is also doing other things. Yeah. So we had to be like, right, we're going to meet now. We're going to go through it, and it was we were rehearsing like yeah. an hour before. Yeah. But it turned out, and I had so much fun doing it. I wasn't initially going to do it. I was. That's good. Yeah, it was. And cheerleading isn't like an established thing. No, so, no, it's a new. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's like it doesn't happen all the time. So yeah, but I'm very glad they did it, yeah. and everybody really pulled through. And mm-hmm. we, yeah, Definitely. yeah. Well, fantastic girls. I mean, those of us who were down at the at the Astro certainly enjoyed the afternoon. It was a very entertaining afternoon of sport. Um, and thank you very much for coming on Bry Radio. Um, we wish you all the best, uh, Brianesses, with uh, the rest of the season. Um, We're going to play a quick song here. We're going to play a bit of uh, Kate Bush. And when we get back, we're going to be talking uh, rugby and the Six Nations. I will see you. Well, you'll hear me in a couple of minutes. Uh, Over and out. (laughs)
very much for that one uh kate bush who's seemingly come right back into vogue um for various reasons over the last year or so and we're back in the studio and we're going to be talking uh more a bit more world sport now uh the time now is five to nine uh please do get, get in contact with us if you want we're going to switch talking about rugby um and i've got the right men in the studio for this i've got uh hugh and mr morris who are both avid uh rugby fans and players themselves uh hugh Coming to you first of all, um, what have you made of the Six Nations so far? Oh, it's been it's been really interesting. Ireland are sort of running away with it. Wales and Italy being disappointing. England firing of Eddie Jones mares backfired. So it's, yeah, it's been a really really good watch, I'd say. Okay, and let's focus in then on uh, the fixtures from uh, the weekend uh, just gone. Uh, let's start with Saturday's games first of all, and we'll I'll spare you a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll start with Italy, Ireland. Um, no surprises here really, um, apart from the fact I guess that Italy put up a bit of a fight. Yeah, right? Italy were really good. I'm quite worried for the Welsh game next weekend, <laughs> but um, yeah, Ireland are just looking so clinical at the moment. There probably favourites of the World Cup I know it's almost a year away and form could be lost but they're just looking like the team to beat they're kicking so well their defence has looked exceptional and they've got a bonus point for tries in every single game so far so their attack's really functioning what so what would you if you would you've mentioned many facets of their game there what would you pin down as one reason why this Ireland team are seemingly in terms of northern hemisphere rugby so much better than everyone else at the moment I, the defense is just extremely solid but then their attack it just runs like a machine it's hmm. they've now managed to get away from just being run by Connor murray and johnny sexton we had ross Burnham at 10 um yeah. at the weekend we've had jbson gibson park is out with injury uh and also uh craig casey's been running the show so but all, the attack is just so slick all, all the forwards they're always getting quick ball and that allows some really dangerous backs like Gary Ringrose, Matt Hansen to get the ball and score. Oh, fantastic. So the, the good breakdown there of uh, the Irish uh, team. Let's move on then to uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, uh, big game uh, at the Millennium Stadium. Hugh, it didn't quite go the way you wanted, I think it's probably fair to say. Yeah, it was, it was not great from um, Wales. Their, their attack under Alex King, it's just not working anymore. They've not really scored any tries so far under him that have been well worked the one try of the weekend was just an interception from Reece Samet but in England have also been accused of lacking the spark but they've still gone to gone to Wales and um, beaten them by 10 points which is not something to gloss over but they've not they've not looked as good as everyone thought they might do this championship mm-hmm um, and uh, yeah what have you made of England's performance in general I mean what what's what's been I mean, as an England fan, I know you're not an England fan, but should one be hoping that this is the start of building something new or does it look like same old, same old? I think the signs are probably there. The defence is looking to click. The set piece has been really good. They're sort of adding 
a new facet each week and you'd hope by by the World Cup then the attack might start functioning and they've obviously now got Owen Farrell is leading the attack with Marcus Smith on the bench so that's a bit of a transition hmm. for the side but um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried I think Eddie sacking Eddie Jones was the wrong call but they'd I think in in a bad situation they're doing they're going to be doing all right. They should have probably scored more points, but um, they'll, they'll come in time. You can't build an attack overnight. Mr. Morris, do you have any strong opinions on this England team and you know the Eddie Jones sacking and how they've responded to that? Um, I think it's probably time to move on from Owen Farrell. Um, really? In this side at the moment, I think I think it's time yeah. to hand over the reins to either to Marcus Smith or. Um, even with the return of George Ford from injury, I th- it, he would be my pick at, at fly half for England. Um, I think he's a nice balance between mm. both Ford and Smith. Mm. Um, and going into a World Cup year, um, I think he is the person to lead us forward in the 10 jersey for a, a little while to come um, and let Marcus Smith develop a little bit more. Um, also nice to see Anthony Watson back in the starting lineup. Um, I think he's been a huge miss for England over the last couple of years. And um, yeah, going into the World Cup, it'd be great to see him getting back to form um, and getting some more minutes under his belt. Yeah, so interesting takes there. Hugh, what about what about the Sunday game? Perhaps probably the, from a distance, the most interesting looking game of them. Uh, a very upbeat Scotland taking on, well, you know, a France team that have been pretty good for the last few years. Um, did we see France show their true colours and their true class in this match? Well, they took a really early 14-0 lead. It looked like they're going to spend the whole match a man up after uh, a red card after seven minutes. But um, Scotland managed to fight back really well and France looked a lot less convincing as the game went on. I uh, thought Scotland kicked really well and that then they throughout the second half they got really close to pulling off a comeback. But um, France just took their opportunities really well and if you get a 14-0 lead, you're not going to give that up. Mm. And and just I mean I think we're, the 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 chat has been fairly comprehensive so far in regard to this. What do we what do we do we think there's any anyone's going to stop Ireland winning this championship? Um, I think if it's going to happen, it's going to be this weekend. Scotland are looking extremely good. They've got probably uh, the most dangerous attack is looking like, and um, especially that uh, backline. If they get going, then that's probably the only chance we're going to have of Ireland. Um, of stopping Ireland from getting the Grand Slam. Yeah, so the next round of fixtures, the final one, before the penultimate round, of basically. we got Italy-Wales, uh, England-France, and then on the Sunday, Scotland-Ireland, basically. Um, uh, yeah, and I mean, the French, Le Crunch at Twickenham, it could happen, could it, maybe? Uh, maybe, Mr Morris? Um, I'm not hugely confident going in, but, yeah. um, I mean, you never know, playing at Twickenham, it, it could do England a favour, but... Um, I still think, um, as Hughes alluded to in the in the in the wake of the Eddie Jones sacking, I still think we're we're a little way off this French side at the moment, and they seem to be. I mean, on their day, they are probably the, still the best side in the world. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think the French were edge us at at Twickenham, mm. and I think it is Ireland's to lose. Although, as as Hughes mentioned, that um, sort of Russell, Hugh Jones, Van der Merwe, Hogg backline is is pretty. Pretty good to watch, and I know my my Scottish friends are extremely excited following them all around the Six Nations currently. So, yeah, I think it's an exciting time to be a Scottish rugby fan as well. 
Mm. And Hugh, are you going to be nervously watching that early game, Italy-Wales? Is this anything other than the wooden spoon playoff? Uh, it really is the wooden spoon playoff. The weekend after, I don't think that Wales could beat France or Italy could beat Scotland. So I think it, it is, based, sadly, it's the playoff for the wooden spoon. And um, Italy have looked really good. Paolo Garbisi coming back has really got their attack going. So mm. given that Wales' Wales's defence hasn't been as good as it can be in the attack has shown pretty much no imagination. I'm, pre- I'm pretty worried that the wooden mm. spoon's going to be going to Wales. Well, I mean, I guess all the listeners can hope for you, for your sake that that isn't the case. <laughs> uh, but I have to agree, it looks kind of likely at the moment that, well, if Italy are going to... If Italy are, you know, are going to avoid it this year, might be the year. Right, so that's enough on rugby, gents. I'm going to welcome a new pundit to the studio. Um, Kingsley, welcome to the studio, Kingsley. Hello. Is this the first time you've been on Bry Radio? Is this something you've done before? Yes, this is my first time. Yes, your first time on Bry Radio. Well, welcome to the studio. And we're going to be, as a, as a four, Mr Morris was going to talk, get in on this as well. We're going to be talking some world cricket. But just first of all, probably worth getting an update from the boys on how... Um, pre-season prep is going because obviously now we are ticking down the weeks uh, until the season and uh, both Hugh and Kingsley have been well I think it's fair to say working exceptionally hard am I right definitely yeah Yeah, go on so Kingsley in terms of your give the 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 audience an idea of how much work you're putting in at the moment on a weekly basis because you know I've seen you in the nets and I've seen good things and I've heard good fit very very good things um from uh, various members of the of the well of our now quite of our now really strong cricket coaching staff yeah. what's what's the weeks what are the what's your sort of weekly uh, coach training regime at the moment well monday like today didn't have anything um tuesday tomorrow I've got a double that's always enjoyable who's that with to that. that's with mr scott usually but yeah. he's out in new zealand at the yeah moment. okay so that's with Mr. Morris. Yeah, nice. Um, with Christian Josh. They're nice. also training hard as well. Nice. Wednesday, also break day, but then we come to Thursday evening. Thursday evening prep. as well, yeah. You usually... Mr. Carter as well, yeah. yeah. Um, Friday, usually me and Rannock will go prep time. We'll have a session then. And then Saturday and Sunday's lots of cricket. Well, that, that's fantastic. I mean, Mr. Morris, you know, you're someone who I imagine would have had a similar sort of re- winter regime back in the day. Right, in terms of pre-season prep? Uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately for me, it had to be before school in those days. Um, so there was no, shoes, oh, there was a, no um, assignment period cricket for me, which uh, would have been great, but yeah. yeah. And just coming back to you, Kingsley, I mean, um, in terms of aspirations for the season, I presume hoping for a solid first-team spot, right? Uh, yes, hopefully. And and I think right. I think you know there are, there it looks looking from a distance it's looking like there's going to be quite a few quite a few bees in there. Um, obviously Rannick comes on the yeah. show quite a lot. We have Hugh quite a lot. Some other good talented players. Chris, Chris, Chris exactly. Ed, Jack, etc. Um, and and you know I, I guess as an all rounder, right? Because your batting's yeah. come on come on. Yes, a lot. Been coming on a lot this winter. I think it's fair to say. Um, uh, and you know I, I was talking to Mister Morris about this. Uh, two days ago, while we, we were li- having a little look at the wicket, it's quite exciting the 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 seam bowling options that are sort of developing. Because of course, there's there's you and Krish in Ed. B and Ed, but there's also Henry Henry T coming uh, back yeah, from injury, yeah, yeah. a bit of left arm, uh, a bit of left arm swing. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and if Finn is available as well, that will add something as well. So it's a it's an exciting team developing. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, Hugh, are you excited for the sea at summer? I presume you are. Yeah, I'm really excited to get going. It's the winter nets is really culminating now, and yeah. in, in this in my session today, uh, Mr. Digby was saying we've got six weeks till the season. That's really. Okay, yeah, it's t- yeah, it's, it is exciting, and I think we're we're all looking forward to seeing how you're going to go on the pitch because you know it's it's we play a tough cricket fixture list, so you never quite know what's going to happen. But I mean, you guys could all put in put in the work. Basically, I think it's probably fair to say. So it's just over 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 to what we can do on the pitch now. Let's broaden our perspective a bit and talk a bit of world cricket. Have you two at all been following the England and you, Miss Morris? Have you been following the England New Zealand series? Uh, yes, I have. Have you enjoyed watching it, Kingsley? Greatly. What have been what have been your highlights of it so far? What have you enjoyed? Definitely, partic- definitely the Brook One Eighty Six. The Brook One Eighty Six. Yeah, that was pretty special. It was pretty special. I mean, Hugh Harry Brook in general is this guy the real deal? Yeah, he's he's averaging over a hundred in Test cricket, and I mean it's only been nine innings, but that's the most runs everyone's ever got in the first nine innings. So it's it's better than Bradman. He's a ridiculous talent. Yeah, and he is a ridiculous talent. And I mean, I'd love to know what strike rate he's got those runs oh, at. The, the 186 was 105. That there was we go. Rate. So, yeah, uh, basically we're talking we're talking runnable batting. Um, like, as young fans of Test Cricket, boys, are you enjoying Baz Ball? Is that this yeah, the kind of Test Cricket? I think cricket? that's what we should tr- try and do this season. Well, you like, want Brianson Basball. Brian, I think I think Mas- it's try and score. Basball, <laughs> try try Mas- and score <laughs> off like the good balls. Try yeah. and get like just ones yeah, yeah, yeah. and twos or maybe yeah, yeah, ones and knock it around, and then yeah. and then when when the opportunity's there, yeah. go hard or go home. Although I have seen Brianson teams try to do that in the past, and it yeah. hasn't necessarily always succeeded. But yeah, no, we it, it, it's it's clearly. Um, uh, the way that test cricket is going uh what about the current game gentlemen have we been following this game in the you know uh second test obviously a oh, yeah. really exciting win in the first test basball coming to the fore new zealand probably it's fair to say putting up a bit of a yeah, more of Williamson a fight one three two i think one, three, two, yeah, yeah. So that was a good fighting yeah. knock latham and um he started off well with opening pair yeah uh, uh conway no latham yeah. and conway, conway yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, and I mean this New Zealand team. We know they're they're full of quality, but I mean, it's, I think you know, are we going to chase this down? What's the chase, Hugh? Uh, I'm not too sure. But the chase is around 200. Yeah. But after such a good first innings batting and bowling from England, then there's definitely favourites to yeah. chase it down. They've got such a good chasing record under Stokes that. Um, yeah, you've got to see them getting the runs at uh, some point tonight. Although you would say maybe Bairstow not in the team. I mean, Bairstow's the one who's been the main architect, I'd say, of those yeah. big, That's rapid... going to be difficult for the England selectors. Yeah, now, well... They've now got Brooke, who's like, starting there. Brooke yeah. is undroppable. And I mean, when, when Bairstow like, came yeah. out, he was the undroppable one, so... Yeah. Although, it's... I mean, there is, you know, Zach Crawley. Yeah. I don't know, he's... Bit, bit of a dip in form. Bit of a dip, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's inconsistent, I think, is probably the, you, you know... Like in Mac- Pakistan. Yeah. Well. McCullum will defend him because in McCullum's world, it's all about, you know, the ability to win games, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I think probably there are... You know, I mean, I'm taking best over Crawley any day of the week, I'd probably say. But then who do you, but then who do you push up to open? That's, like that's, that's a tough question. You could almost have maybe, like... It sounds weird, but, like... Stuart Broad. Root. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, you that's can put Stuart Broad up there as sort of like a pinch hitter. The, he can go out there for the, a couple of moments. And the, even the if morning he gets, hawk rather <laughs> than the night hawk. Even if he gets out early, then you've just got Ollie Pope coming in at three, and he would, could kind of expect to do that anyway if that Corley's there. But if on in the first ten overs of Test match, Stuart Broad manages to 
smash a 30, then that's going to put England in a really good place and you can also have a really long middle order. So, I mean, the other option is that Bersto comes in at the top of the order like he does in one day cricket mm. and we... And we see Basbol evolve to an even, <laughs> yeah. even more extravagant yeah. level. I mean, I wouldn't put it past McCullum to yeah. to have a, a Duckett and Bairstow opening lineup with then all the power to come after that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm loving watching this England team. I think it's unbelievable. I am a little bit worried about what's going to happen when we're up against Australia. Is it going to work, boys? Yeah. Do we think? Um, I think, I think it could. I think. Um, like we've obviously talked about Harry Brook, I think watching Harry Brook remind takes me back to what got me into cricket in the over five series of watching a young Kevin Peterson bat, and this is he was ultimately the foil that we needed to to take it to that great Australian team, and I think mm. I think the only way to go at this Australian team is to almost out out for them and just go at them with basketball, and I'd rather see us stick to our stick to this way and lose than sort of take a step back and try and play traditional test cricket and and still get outplayed because I think if we if we try and play Australia in a long in a long style game I don't see us mm. I don't see us getting a result but I think if we just go at them at home with our with our crowd behind them and I, th- I think it could be a really tough series for Australia I think it'll also really help the bowlers because Ben Stokes is not he does not really too worried about giving away the runs but the way that he's getting the bowlers to bowl, especially someone like Jack Leach, that that that's how you're going to get that incredible middle order out. Um, Head, Labuschagne, and Smith, because they're all and Kawadra yeah, as well. Yeah, they're all like the top ten batsmen in the world. Mm. They're they, all those three are in there, and then if you're going to get them out, then that's really how you're going to win the series. They're a serious team, Kingsley. Can you see us beating Australia this summer? I'm not sure because that. The line, they all bowl is very, very consistent. And they don't really waver from that. And yeah. the Brook, Brook, Root, Crawley, Burster, they all like that kind of wide-ish. Yeah. They try and always capitalise on everything. And it's going to be hard if you've got Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Hazelwood bowling that tight off-stump line. So Boland, like any right-hander. Yeah. Boland, especially. Yeah. Although it's in England, so it's a yeah. little bit different. Yeah. But, uh, it's going to be difficult for someone like Brook to like suddenly try and reverse scoop Pat Cummins when he's bowling. It, it is. I mean, we're all there for it. I mean, if it happens... <laughs> as much as I want them to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and what about our bowling, boys? I mean, our, you know, under, McCu- under Stokes and McCullum, our bowling seems to have just got better than ever. Yeah. I mean, what is our best bowling attack? Are we, are we just going to rotate or are we going to... I think Jimmy and Broad are someone that... Because Warner, Warner yeah. and Broad is like, like yeah. amazing. It's you a saw last, last Ashes yeah. uh, and the Ashes before that. Yeah. Then you've got... Kawaja, he's also left-handed. Broad stars against left-handers. Yeah. Jimmy swinging back, nipping away to left-handers. Yeah. You so need a quick bowler. Would you get one quick so bowler? Joffre Archer. Joffre I think Archer. you're probably fine. Joffre and Wood. Steam in, steam in and bowl fast at like middle order, <laughs> Smith and Lavishin. Yeah, Joffre and Wood, probably they'll rotate um, yeah. f- because it's five tests and then you'll have probably Anderson, uh, Broad and Robinson. Those three will alternate between two spots. Mm. So, boys, I mean... We're obviously beating uh, uh, Australia. Uh, we're beating uh, New Zealand fairly convincingly at the moment. Australia have had a tougher uh, gig of it recently, been playing out in India. Um, boys, has anyone been following this, particularly the Test Series, India-Australia? Yeah, I have. 
Yeah, and what have you made of it, Kingsley? I mean, obviously, it's a world away from a world away from uh, England and New Zealand. Uh, obviously, playing in India on those wickets with Ashwin and Jadeja is incredibly hard. Are we? Have you been impressed by Australia or not? Particularly? I think, like Labashin, yeah, he, they he put up a bit of a fight, but it's a bit of a snake pit. Yeah, you've got Jadeja and Ashwin on that wicket. It's like unpredictable. The fielders are amazing, and then you got Rohit. Yeah, Robert Sharma and who's the other opening batsman? Uh, currently opening for India. Rahul. Rahul. Kale Rahul. Kale Rahul. You've got them. Kale Rahul, not so much, but Rohit Sharma opening well. Yeah. And then there you got Vera. Mm. And it's the middle order power like Jadeja, and then even like sort of Ashwin as well after that. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I think Ravi Jadeja is probably like one of the most underrated. I mean, he's yeah. an absolute. I mean, he's like one of the best bowlers in the world and is also yeah. one of their most reliable batsmen. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the most recent test scorecard. Um, uh, uh, no, the first test against Nagpur, uh, at Nagpur. Uh, and, you know, Australia, the Rohit got 100, but the rest of the Indian top order didn't succeed. But then Jadeja comes in mm-hmm. against 70. Akshar Patel gets 84. And then it's just the usual story of the three spinners yeah. bowling them out. Middle, st- middle like, order power. Yeah, exactly. Middle, yeah, exactly. And and so, I mean, Australia are 2-0 down in that. Probably not looking like coming back. But, I mean, is there any real... Is it? Is there anything really we take out of this in regard to the Ashes, or do we just say, well... I think in regards to the Ashes, it's also talking about middle-order power. You've got Australia. Yeah. yeah. After, because it goes, Kawaja opening with David Warner. Yeah. yeah. After that, it's Labashane. Smith. Then Smith. Then, then head probably. Then head. Then you got Green, yeah. Carey, who are two very who like, can perform on the day. Yeah. So you kind of got to watch out for them. Yeah, and I think Green, you know, Green's not Green's injured at the moment. He's coming yeah. back in, I think, for the the third test, which starts the day after tomorrow. I mean, uh, from what I've seen of him, I'm a massive fan. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys agree. I with really this. enjoy watching him play. Like a proper top order batsman who also like is a frontline bowler, yeah. um, seemingly. Um, Okay, so, you know, I think, you know, we're all going to be incredibly excited for the Ashes this summer. Um, We've also got a World Cup coming up. Unbelievable to think. I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago since we won in 2019, but these things come around. On World Cups, Hugh, did you watch much of the Women's World Cup? Yeah, I did. It was actually um, quite disappointing um, for the England women. I thought that this was probably their best shot, but um, they got shocked really by South Africa in the semi-final you it was definitely you were backing England to probably go all the way that was the best time to beat Australia but once again Australia won um after, yeah after they got through India and you saw they're against South Africa in the final then it, it was probably always going to Australia but um I thought England were really promising that they're, they're looking really good at the moment Alice Capsi, Nats over Brunt they've been batting really well and they've um it's all about getting the balance in the bowling lineup, which I think is where they tripped up in the end. Mm, and I mean, in terms of the women's game, is there is there any way to look past this Australian team, which seem to just sweep all before them uh, comprehensively and have dominated women's cricket for so long? Well, in the re- in some recent series, um, India have beaten them, but um, and I think the new WPL, the uh, women's equivalent in the IPL, mm. is really going to help India's development. But um, Australia just had such an advantage of going professional three years before anyone else. So it's going to take quite a lot of catching up. But teams are getting closer. Australia are no longer held in such a high bracket of the invincibles. And now 
I think it is the chance to start um, beating beating them. Well, on that note, gentlemen, I've loved talking uh, some cricket today. Um, Kingsley, any final words? Have you enjoyed your time on the radio? Yes. Yeah, good. good. Well, it'd be great to get you on, uh, particularly when we get round to the summer, um, uh, uh, when we'll be live reacting to, well, hopefully some big wins for the big wins uh, for everyone. Uh, Mr. Morris, thank you very much for joining us this evening. It's been thank a pleasure you. as ever. Uh, Hugh, thank you for producing and coming on as an excellent pundit as ever uh, for rugby and cricket. Uh, everyone, um, I've been Dr. Pullen, this has been Sports Talk. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, in the meantime, keep watching, playing, and most importantly, talking sport. I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.